Hi, I'm Amy Souter, your host for the Tip of the Iceberg podcast and the Retail and Education Editor at The Packer, as well as the editor of PMG, short for Produce Market Guide. We're delivering fresh takes on living a healthy lifestyle full of fresh fruits and vegetables and the ins and outs of the business world that make that possible. Today's episode marks the first of a series we're doing with Equitable Food Initiative, often called EFI, which works with retailers and growers to create a transparent supply chain, a safer food system, and healthier work environments. These episodes will focus on the improvements or advancements companies and their people are making to elevate workers and create better working conditions. That sounds like a healthy endeavor to me. So let's welcome Leanne Rhodes-Ruzamente, EFI's Director of Marketing Communications, as she chats with Maggie Torres, Manager of Learning and Development and Senior Business Partner for Stemilt Growers. They delve into traffic safety, adding stop signs and speed limit signs around the operation to make workers safer. Now let's hear the conversation. I am joined today by Maggie Torres, who started as an ag worker in the field. I'm so excited to talk with you, Maggie, because you are truly an expert. She worked in the field for almost 10 years before transitioning to office responsibilities five years ago, and she's been with Stemelt Growers for the last three years, where she currently serves as Manager of Learning and Development and Senior Business Partner. So welcome to the podcast, Maggie. Thank you, Leanne, for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to talk about this really important topic of parking lot traffic and road safety. Can you just share with us how that topic first came up for you at Stemelt? The topic first came up once we were joining, getting together with the leadership teams and forming, okay, what is our problem cycle? What are some problems or some issues or some improvements that we have here at Stemelt in the ag business? And so we came about, there's a lot of traffic. And once we were thinking about safety and we were thinking about the cultural, norm, all the norms and in, in the standards of EFI, it's like, okay, we don't see any stop signs because we were having trouble to see, okay, what are some issues? or some improvements that we can do. And this was our first time getting together as an EFI team and wanting targeting some of these issues. And so you're like, oh, well, have you ever seen a stop sign or have we ever seen limit sign? And then we were going over the problem cycle. It's like, okay, who benefits or who is at danger? And talking about it with the team, it's like, we don't have anything in the orchard that says we can do five, 10 speed limit, 15. We just consciously go as we drive. One of the team members says, you know, I've seen he was one of the workers and he's like, I've seen ex-managers, tractor drivers just pass by or we just drive and we don't have any conscience of what the speed limit is. And there's a lot of pedestrians. There's a lot of people driving four wheelers that are working and we just essentially don't have that in place. And that's how it came about. Yeah. Okay. So you were looking at the standards and just realized there's kind of this lack of signage and information. I guess a good place to start for those of us who are not out in orchards uh, or in packing facilities on a regular basis, can you just talk a little bit? You already started to hit on the kind of traffic that's out there, tractor drivers, but really set the scene for us in terms of traffic patterns. Yeah, well, 
the traffic patterns that we have beginning in the orchards, there's a lot of crew, uh, cruise members, workers out in the orchards working close by these roads. And these are not pavement roads. These are dirt roads that are within the orchard. And there's in times where we share those roads with other growers as well. And there's vans that are um, out there for the H2As. They're local workers that have their own cars that are driving. And also at times when done lunches and breaks are given to these the milters, they do sit out. We are not for food safety purposes. They don't eat inside of the lines or inside of where they're picking or harvesting or there's any fruit. So they have to either go a little bit outside where there's no fruit so they can eat. And at this time, some of them say, yeah, there's a car passes really, really fast and all the dirt goes up in the air and we're eating. And so those are kind of the concerns that when we went out to do the investigation and ask people, you know, is this really a problem or something that we can improve on? They were like, yes, because this happens. You know, I'm eating, I'm changing a water pipe and I'm going to get tools for my job. I have to watch out because they don't watch out for us. They either have to do that for them unless if there was any signs, people would drive a little bit more careful or conscious about it. Yeah. And in terms of the spaces, this that you investigated and made improvements around, this went beyond orchard. Is that right? What are the types of spaces you were looking at in total? Yes, we were looking out in the orchard as well as the office staff. We also, within the orchard, we have office staff, we have the office, and we also have vendors that come in that, you know, don't, we have vendors with that come in to get some sprinklers or, you know, the garbage can as well. The garbage disposals come in, Amerigas, we have a whole bunch of vendors that come in that also are not aware, hey, there's people out there, they just come in and go out. And we also increased it in other orchards, not just as a EFI leadership team. You know, there's other orchards that we have and, you know, they saw, oh, you know, they're having that issue. We're having the same issue. They implemented this. And so we kind of worked together and implemented it in other areas as well. That's awesome that you were able to share that learning across the operation, really. Yeah. So there must have been some safety measures already in place in terms of traffic or where forklifts could drive and where people could go. What were some of the things that you found were already in place and working maybe well? Yeah, we there's tractor drivers look out for pedestrians or people working in the orchards. Forklift drivers also know they have their green or their red light depending on where they're at and how much of a distance can people go get close. And they have their loading areas, their docking areas that they already have. And there's also conscience in, in the either the people that are taking like crew bosses, supervisors, they have the conscience of saying, hey, slow down. But yet those conscience, sometimes we don't tend to think about them. And so a lot of the information that went out when the signs were put up, it was like, oh, yeah, we had the mills all about safety and said, ha, we never thought about speed limit signs. And, you know, those are the only we had all the other rules, all the OK forklift and tractor drivers and van drivers and other people that operate vehicles and motor vehicles, they, they know and they have their safety rules, but essentially that little piece, which some of us might think it's just a speed limit sign, but it makes a big difference. And once you enter like, ah, you know, I have to, it even happened to me because I would always drive and never even thought about it until I'm like, oh, ooh, you know, it's there and it's, you know, right there. And so uh, just making conscience of everybody that, you know, we do have a speed limit sign and it's, and it's working for the vendors as well. Yeah. So just 
the, I just keep thinking like beyond the signage, right? There's just that general awareness that it's there and to be cautious and to think about it. So you started to talk about, you know, this problem solving cycle and determining whether this was really a problem and how to address it. You talk definitely about speed limit signs, but what were some of the other activities that were undertaken to increase the safety and maybe that awareness piece around traffic flows and parking lots? Oh, yeah. The problem cycle, it's, okay, we identify the problem or the issue or how can we improve this? And then we go out and investigate with the workers and how it wasn't just, okay, we have this problem. It's like, how do we come up with a solution? And we present it to management. They said, what? I never even thought about this. <laughs> and it was crazy to even think that they didn't even know that this was going on. And so we went out, the leadership team went out to talk to make first of conscience to all the workers in the area and everybody that was in and out. And just having those little minute communication meetings with all the crew bosses, all the crews, and letting them know, okay, we're the EFI team and this is what we're working on and this is to better and continuous improvement in our orchard and not our facilities. And they took it as, oh, what? We didn't have this issue. But at sense, you know, they started seeing, they were coming back with feedback saying, oh, I don't see people rushing anymore as much as we used to before. So that's kind of how the problem cycle, you know, you identify the issue. And then we work around it. We gather information. Okay, is this really a problem? And we go into the EFI standards. Okay, is this this safety of the workers actually is in the EFI standards and say, oh, yeah, you know, it's a big issue. And then we go into solutions because we identify a problem, but also the EFI learning team brings up the solution and how it can be brought up and how it can target, get that information out to all the stimulators saying, hey, we identified the issue. Here's a solution. And this is how we're going to fix it. Yeah. Awesome. We come full circle through the process. What do you think the impact was of having this suggestion be worker-led, maybe in terms of the awareness or the information that was gathered and then ultimately the solutions that were put in place? Yes. I think worker-led is a lot. It improves so much just because the workers are the professionals in the field and they firsthand know and have been exposed to these kind of issues. And worker-led, it helped them understand and see, oh, you know, this is not when something comes from management, it's like, oh, well, they want it, you know, and now it's like, oh, you know, this is actually is dealing with us and having those team members also go out into our workforce and saying, hey, we have this issue. This is how we're going to fix it. And it's, you know, they're like, oh, you know, they do really care. And it's our own worker. It's my, you know, the person that picks or harvests right next to me in the line and, you know, or it's my crew boss and it's not just coming, it's us giving them the information and it's giving them the ability to say, I can communicate, I can suggest things and things will get done. Yeah. That idea of actually seeing your idea or when this first came up as a problem, actually seeing it enacted and it sounds like really successfully enacted, I'm sure really helps kind of reinforce that. What You know, you mentioned really briefly about taking these learnings and ideas, I think you said to another ranch, but what were the learnings and processes that you did carry over to other parts of the operation? Yes, the learnings is communication. A lot of what we do, we kind of tend to keep, oh, this is my idea. I don't want anybody else to come barge into my idea. And so 
with EFI and with the EFI leadership teams within SML, we carry out minutes. And within those minutes, we also post them in our central boards. But uh, even for that, we have a, a folder within the company that we share and everybody can go in there and see, oh, what they're working on. And then communicating, hey, we did this at Arrow Ridge. And then if they have a similar issue, they can just call, let us know or go into it. Okay, how do they solve it? And, you know, what was the benefit for their orchard? And, you know, it can also be the benefit for theirs. Great. And then what advice if another operator, a grower shipper is listening to this and they're thinking, gosh, this is a really good point, how we handle traffic on our operation. What advice would you give someone who was looking to create safer areas, how to start this process and what you learned? I think that the greatest advice that we can give out since we already went through this process, you know, EFI really brings out the best in every worker and saying you're the professional and you know what's going on. Leading that, asking your workforce, what is really the need that we have? What are we needing? Because a lot of the times, I mean, for many years, we've had that there hasn't been any signage, but there's been accidents, not so much, but there's accidents that could have occurred. And so I think just going to the workforce and saying, we have this idea. Is there any issues that are going out in the orchards that we don't know about, that management doesn't know about? And then, you know, give them the confidence to say, your ideas are valued and we care about your ideas and we want to see how we can improve within our own management. Yeah, I think you're just underscoring, you know, the points you made earlier, which is when it comes from the worker, it just is much more meaningful and you're going to get a better uptake and participation. So that's really a great message to carry forward. And since you are involved in this worker manager collaborative team, what other success story, you know, if it's something the team has been working on recently, but a worker led improvement that you might want to share with us today? Yes, we've had a number of them. We had over at our warehouses, we had a lot of the paint got redone, a lot of the safety walks. We have like where you can walk out at growers, you know, it's free of uh, forklifts. And out at the warehouses, there's a lot more forklift. There's a lot more activity. There's a lot more technology. And so a lot of these paint lines, if it's white, you can walk. If it's yellow, please be careful. If it's red, do not walk in there. These were painted, repainted because the EFI leadership team said, hey, you know, we know our evacuation signs. We know this, but no, there's no map. We also created a map on how to evacuate safely from a warehouse in case there was anything that emergency we needed to evacuate, as well as painting these lines out in the lines so that workers, stimulators know that, hey, we don't walk in that area or we do walk or, you know, a forklift is, it, you know, you're in the forklift area and those lines also got redone. Wow. Well, Maggie, it sounds like Stamel is really putting worker safety first. I love to hear that. Back in September, it was National Farm Safety and Health Week. But as you know better than anyone, it's something you have to be thinking about each and every day. And you guys are really walking the walk on this. So congratulations. Thank you for sharing this with us today so that we can bring these ideas uh, to the industry at large. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for giving us the time to share with all these ideas that EFI and the leadership team has brought up and all the good that EFI has done within our company. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast. It really got to me when Maggie said, you think, oh, it's just a speed limit sign, but it does make a difference. 
People walking around in potential danger of being run over by big four-wheelers and trucks and tractors? That's serious. Let's help each other stay alive, right? Don't miss our earlier episodes. In our last one, we learned about how Bristol Farms makes Hatch Chili Season a hot event. Pun intended. And if you like what you hear, please hit the subscribe button and rate us on whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. It really does help us out. Those of you who work in the fresh produce industry, you should find us on our websites, producemarketguide.com and thepacker.com. We're also active on several social media platforms like Instagram and LinkedIn. You can find more ways to follow us in our show notes, plus some helpful links to learn more about EFI and the guests' companies. And we'll have more of these great produce industry and healthy lifestyle conversations coming soon. Thanks so much. I hope you learned something useful and inspirational. Talk to you soon.